and welcome to the Off-Kilter Quilt. My name is Frances, and I'll be your hostess. Hello, and welcome to the Off-Kilter Quilt. My name is Frances. I'll be your hostess. Today is January 23rd, 2022, and I believe this is episode 249. Don't quote me on that. Could be, might be. Anyway, someone asked on Facebook recently, I suspect it was Noni, whether I would be posting a podcast episode anytime soon. And a couple other people said they thought that would be a nice idea. Um, And I did mention that I had a couple episodes actually kind of ready to go. And for some reason just was not getting around to posting them. So today I'm going to post them. One is from May of 2021. One is from July of 2021. And now here we are in 2022. And, you know, I've thought about kind of totally pod fading obviously I've done some pretty serious pod fading in the last year or so but then I thought I want to make more quilts and one of the things about doing a podcast about quilting is you feel kind of obligated like I need to uh, share some quilts with you now do I have some quilts to share with you right now not really except I do have uh, my quilt that I made for a fabric challenge for uh, quilt con it did not get juried in but I have to say I loved making it it's really odd it has printing on it I use stencils to print a quote from um as I lay dying and uh, about unraveling and I thought that it was very cool and very timely the judges clearly did not and that's okay they're putting together a show it's a hard job I saw some great quilts that got in um, to QuiltCon this year. I saw some great quilts that got rejected, and that's just how it goes. I don't know that my quilt is great, but I loved doing it, and that is the reason to do a challenge, right, is to challenge yourself to make something um, that you love but that you might not have made um, otherwise. So um, I'm pretty happy. I'll show you a picture. If you follow me on Instagram, Off Kilter Quilt, you've seen it, but you can look at it again. And um, I am working on a quilt right now for Will. This was supposed to be his birthday quilt. <laughs> then it was, it's, it's uh, officially his Christmas quilt, but I need to, I just need to finish the back. Um, the, you know, the second half of last year, it, it was perfectly fine. No one got COVID. Will has COVID now, um, mildly so, and not surprising, um, given that he goes to Clemson, a school in South Carolina. And apparently in South Carolina, they're a little laid back about <laughs> the whole COVID thing, the whole masking thing. He does have to mask at school, and they do have mandatory testing. But I think he was probably a lot of places where they weren't masked. And, you know, Omicron... Uh, is highly contagious you know the man is always saying we're all going to get it sooner or later and he's probably right I would like to put that time off um, for as long as I can but um, yeah so anyway Will got it he felt pretty bad for a couple days feels fine now is staying at a friend's apartment off campus and um, yeah so I can't remember why I'm telling you that other than to say yes uh, the second half of where was I 
think I was talking about last year, quilting, didn't get COVID, got other things, got my first UTI in 30 years. Don't know why I got it, except we were traveling a lot in the summer, so maybe that's it, just too much time in the car, not enough time moving around. Um, got, you know, it's like when Will came home for fall break, he brought a cold. We know it was a cold because we all went and got tested for COVID. I feel like I've done any number of COVID tests at this point, still haven't gotten it. Um, but you know just kind of little stuff stuff that I you, you know I can't it's like the weather I don't I don't complain I don't complain about the weather even though I'm looking over a front yard full of snow here in central North Carolina um, I like snow for one day and that is why I no longer live in Massachusetts but um anywho um yes so just little stuff like that was going on in the fall so I didn't I, I and I did make the quilt for the fabric challenge and I did ma- finish the top for Will's quilt but um still working on the back show you a picture of that um and f- uh yeah I'll show you a picture of what I've got done so far and I would like to do more I'm reading this interesting book right now on time management it's called 4,000 weeks because apparently um that's how long uh, our average lifespan is nowadays is we we have about 4,000 weeks to live if we're fortunate enough to live to 80 and that doesn't seem like a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of us feel uh, like there's never enough time to get done what we want to get done which I feel that way and you know I always feel like I'm wasting time but then I go over my day and I realize when I calculate sort of what I've done over the course of the day I forget things like I made dinner that's actually you know that's a good hour hour and a half of my day just from the beginning of the process is getting the kitchen tidied up to cook and then you know there's all that dang sauteing that goes on so yeah I mean I think by the time dinner is actually plated and on the table uh we're really that's an hour and a half a day and the, the man cleans up the kitchen bless his heart the man's doing well he's off hiking in the snow um yeah as one does unless they're me and uh by the way travis the quilt dog is over here on his little doggy bed he is 14 he is 14 i don't we don't think he sees as well as he used to um he still we we walk about i don't know if we, we we used to walk about a mile or a mile and a half a day now we may be more like half a mile a day but uh when he is up and active he is just a, a puppy and then the rest of the time he, he sleeps a lot and that's okay but he is still a very good boy little grumpier i did not know this you know so he's a cockapoo which means he's half cocker spaniel and apparently there's a thing called cocker rage um, cocker spaniels are known apparently um, this is what I've been told by the man um, as they get older to get snippier and snappier and Travis does well during the day and then at night uh, especially as it gets close to his bedtime he w- he'll growl um, if, if you wake him up or you know or uh, there are times when he is kind of ready for me to go upstairs because he's ready to go to bed he's ready to go into his crate uh, if, if I if I over if I you know overstay my welcome he'll let me know like it's it's like he's hurting me hurting me out yeah anyway he's a good boy oh he's a good boy um yes so uh travis is good the family is good will having COVID, even with that he's good and um yeah i wish i had time to do everything i want to do and it's not you know but but there there actually is work to be done. I uh, I have a new book coming out in the spring. It's coming out in May. It's called Hazard. It's a middle grade novel. It's a novel in verse. Pre-order it and let me know that you did. Um, 
and I'll, I'll send you stuff. I'll write you a postcard and send you a little zine and all kinds of things. Um, thank you to those of you who uh, already did that. I posted about this on my uh, Instagram, the Off Kilter Quilt Instagram account. So thank you to, to, um, to well, you know who you are, but I am. I'm I'm very grateful. Anyway, still doing quilt fiction. Um, we've got the Quilt Fiction Club on Facebook. Come join us if you haven't. It's a it's a uh, it's a private group, and it is the nicest group on Facebook. It's really the only place I go on Facebook. Although you know the people I follow on Facebook are really are, are friends and they're nice people, and there's not a lot of nastiness or political fighting so that's good but you know it's not your friends it's the friends of your friends you have to watch out for um but the quilt fiction club is just it's 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 so fun and i have actually started a little newsletter letter that's just for quilt fiction club news because we do uh we do card exchanges we we sometimes do um you know, we've got, uh, we're reading for uh, February 14th. We are reading How to Make an American Quilt and watching the movie to have a discussion about that. And so anyway, uh, so I have uh, started a, a newsletter just to keep people posted on, on that stuff. But um, I may, I'm thinking about doing a, a subscription-based newsletter that would really just be quilt stories. So if you're interested in that, let me know. And I'll let you know when that when that happens if it happens. So anyway, I do want to make more quilts. I think if I talk to you more, I'll make more quilts. So let's keep our fingers crossed that I'm correct about that. Now what you're going to hear is um, a quilt diary from May and then another one from July, which is going to be fun for me to listen to because who knows what I said. Um, Probably you should expect rambling, uh, temporary loss of memory when it comes to names, titles, and just general vocabulary words. You know how I am. So I was very happy, by the way, to see recently and to listen recently to new podcast episodes from uh, Sandy over Quilting for the Rest of Us. I was really, uh, she was, Sandy's the one who got me into podcasting uh, just because I was listening to her and I wanted to be in conversation with her. Um, So I started a podcast so I could do that. And then, um, oh, and I got to hang out with Sandy. This is not the first time we've hung out, but it's a, we hadn't seen her in years. And her new job uh, brings her to my neck of the woods from time to time. So we got together in December, and it was just great. I love talking to her. And, you know, we talk about a little bit about quilting. None of us are, neither of us are doing as much quilting as we would like. But we talked about all kinds of things. And then um, uh, Daisy and uh, is is podcasting again um so that's that's really fun because i have missed our podcasting community and i've missed quilting podcasts that are like this one just t- someone a friend talking to you about quilting and maybe a little about reading i am reading shuggy bane right now for my book club i love it um yeah, and just you know, just kind of friendly chat. Kristen over at Simple Handmade Every Day, who's and Kristen's my very dear friend. She is still doing that, and it's just it's so nice to have someone to listen to as you quilt or knit or do your housework or cook dinner or take a walk, with a drive to work. Um, yeah, so I, I I miss you know back when we were doing podcasting way back in the day, podcasting was still a little bit new. 
you know, it wasn't entirely new, but it was a little bit new. And of course, now there are 10 trillion podcasts and a lot of the quilting podcasts are more interview based. I know it's not a complaint, but I know I've talked about this before, but since I haven't talked very much, I can talk about it now. And I may talk about it in the May episode that I'll be posting as part of this big, great big episode and the one in July too. But um, yeah, it's, and, and you know, they're, the, the professional podcasts the, or the interview podcasts are, are really fun and really good, but um, I just like to hear people talk to me. And so maybe I'll try to talk to you a little bit more often. Fingers crossed. Encourage me. Leave a comment. All right, let's go on um, and let's see what was going on in May. Some sad things, but good things as well. All right, bye for now. Hello, and welcome to the Off Kilter Quilt. My name is Francis. I'll be your hostess. You know what I just realized? Okay, so it's like May, I think it's May 15th, and I'm sitting on the porch, and I wish I were doing this in the morning when all the birds are out and the road is quiet, but um, lately, like over COVID tide, there have been like drag racers or somebody out on the main road, like cars without mufflers, and they really are, I don't, I can't remember, my, you know, the man knows. But essentially, it's like at night in particular, um, these car guys are out on the streets and they're kind of racing around. I don't know why they don't get ticketed constantly. They sound like they're going really fast. Their car's zero muffler. It's just so loud. It's bizarre. Anyway, had I been out early in the morning, you'd have heard all the beautiful birds. It's been a really good bird year. Um, we have our feeders up, and we have a new feeder this year for his birthday in January. I gave the man a suet feeder for the little tea tiny birds, and for a long time we didn't see any birds there. And we thought, what have we done wrong? But it just I, th- those birds were out of town; they they weren't around. And then um, I don't know, maybe starting in March they came back, and so now we see them eating the suet. So it's very exciting. We have a hummingbird feeder, although I think it's. A, I need to refill it. Um, and then uh, one of those long tube feeders. So my dentist, and you know, I'm not a big dentist person. I have teeth issues. But I have a wonderful dentist um, whose children I have put through college. Thank you very much. Doing my most for uh, secondary, tertiary education. What is college? Secondary education is high school, right? Whatever. Whatever. We're getting some people educated on my teeth via my horrible teeth so anyway um but my dentist one of the things i love about his practice is he has uh it's it's in an old house on the first floor and he has tons of windows and he has tons of bird feeders so you get there and you just look at the birds and it's really lovely and he has so many different kinds of feeders that you just have all these different i was about to say brands of birds which is really sad i think that says something sad about me and about our culture that I'm saying brands of birds instead of species of birds. But that's how it goes, folks. So it is Saturday afternoon. I'm looking at my tomatoes, which we got into the ground, I'm going to say, last Sunday night. They are look, A couple of them are looking a little nitrogen-starved, quite frankly, getting a little yellow. These are plants I ordered from Burpee Seed Company. And they are a mix of big boys and better boys. They are hybrids. I used to be very like, I have to have all heirloom tomatoes. But 
I'm okay with the hybrids now, quite frankly. They just, you know, one of the things about them is that they are bred to be really healthy and productive, and I like them. Now, I have grown heirloom tomatoes, and they're wonderful. You know, they're wonderful varieties, and they're neat, and they have stripes and polka dots and all that stuff. I am not against heirloom tomatoes, but I'm just, you know, some you go through some periods of your life where you're just out in the garden growing corn and uh, everything, which it was me about five or six years ago, this huge garden with, I mean, I was growing beans like black beans and cranberry beans, which as it turns out, if you're going to do that, you need a lot of land because you got to grow a lot of plants, but they're beautiful plants. I loved growing my beans, um, you know, and, and did all the funky, cool stuff. But right now I am tomatoes, uh, herbs. Listen to that. I mean, that's just nuts. Why is someone... You can hear that. Can you hear... Of course, you can, everyone can hear that. You're probably in California. You can hear that. Anyway, I'm growing tomatoes and basil, some other herbs, um, a cup, some cucumbers, some pickling cucumbers, not to pickle, but to eat. They're just my favorite eating cucumbers. I have um, so six of the big boy, better boy hybrid tomatoes, and then six sun gold tomatoes that I started from seed. One of them is... They're, they're really, they're, they're growing up. I'm just excited about them because um, there's very little I love as much as uh, a sun gold tomato. I realize I'm looking around. I'm sitting on the deck. I have a screen porch. I'm actually sitting on the deck. You know why? To get some sun on my feet. Um, I am a, just a pale, pale, pale person. And last summer, I feel like I got no sun at all. And uh, this summer, you know, I'm not going for a tropical tan. I'm not doing anything other than just, I would like to not look like a ghost walking down my street. That is my goal. So for the moment, I'm sitting here. I also I have some rosemary bushes. They've been around for a while. Um, I am excited about tomato season, for sure. And um, yeah, so it's, yeah. And, and the blueberry bushes are really really looking good there's a lot of fruit and the birds will get about half of it and I'm okay with that because I love birds and um yeah but but yeah so that's but that's a very exciting thing to look around and see the blueberries um yeah so anyway I'm a quilter you wouldn't know it from that little bit of uh information but I am I'm Francis and this podcast by the way we're on to 11 years, and at some point I'm going to do a celebration, right? I think that that, I actually think that someone should give me an award um, doing homemade radio for 11 years. I got, this is great, this is so cool. A couple of weeks ago, I get an email from someone at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, which is an amazing art museum. I get this email, and it's, uh, they're, they're doing a big show in a big exhibit. I think it opens in September. And um, I'll tell you, I'm going to walk inside. Here we go. We're walking and talking, walking and talking. Ah, the beautiful realities of live radio. Do you hear the, the squeak of the screen door? Yes, look at us. We're live. This is homemade and it is good and delicious. All right. The, um, the exhibit is called Fabric of a nation american quilt stories so the publicist for this show gets in touch with me francis of the off-kilter quilt to see if i want to interview the curator and i was like listen this is i'm just thrilled that you've reached out to me but i actually am not like as far as podcasters go 
I am so old school as to be irrelevant. I'm opening up seltzer, by the way. My, I have a, what's that called, soda stream, which I think I got last year, either for my birthday or for Mother's Day. See, look at all these great sounds. This is what radio can do. Yep, putting the top back on the bottle. Anyway, I love seltzer almost more than anything other than my children and my husband and my dog. Um, and Travis went inside. Um, yes, so I'm like, listen. You know, I know that there's some people who still listen to me, but I'm not really, it's not really the kind of podcast you're looking for. There are all these great professional quilting podcasts and, um, you know, and I can give you uh, suggestions about who to get in touch with. And then, of course, because I am uh, part of the Quilt Alliance, uh, I said, of course, you should do, you know, the curator should do textile talks with the Quilt Alliance. And um, I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, program, the Textile Talks program. Uh, it's been going on for well over a year now. Well, I'm going to take that back. Let's say a year. Um, and it's these different groups like the Quilt Alliance and the Modern Quilt Guild in Sakwa and the Textile Museum in, I want to say San Jose, all these different places, the National Quilt Museum um, or Internet. It's International Quilt Museum, um, the one in Nebraska. Anyway, they've all come together and each week somebody one of the organizations presents a textile talk and it's a, a zoom interview um, with all and it's been great all sorts of amazing quilters and artists and interesting people collectors on and on so um yes so anyways like you know the, the curator should do a textile talk and so the and the curator is going to do a textile talk because i forwarded uh, I got her in touch with Amy Milne, who's the executive director of Quilt Alliance. And so, um, you know, that's, it's, it's all good news. And um, the Quilt Alliance has a big fall event, by the way, called Quilters Take a Moment. It's a virtual event. And I'll, I might give away some tickets. Just imagine me doing a giveaway. I might. Anyway, so now the, the, the Museum of Fine Arts is going to be an in-kind sponsor, and we've got all kinds. So it's, it's all good. I've been a great resource for the Museum of Fine Arts, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know about doing the interview, you know, for, we're, we're not really an interview podcast. We're a rambling kind of podcast here at the Off-Kilter Quilt. Um, we use the royal we now. I've just slipped into that. Okay, but... Um, Yes, uh, and why did I bring this up? Other than the the publicity and marketing person very kindly sent me the catalog for the show, and it's um, wonderful. It's beautiful. So I, I feel, I, and I thought that was lovely manners. <laughs> you know, like I helped her out, so she's like, hey, yo, here's a catalog. Oh, I, I guess I'm just talking about the fact that it's, you know, the uh, the 11th anniversary of, of this little homemade radio show. And I should do a giveaway, and maybe I will. You don't put it past me. I didn't do one last year, and that was, I may have to wait till the 25th anniversary. Um, I should do one just to see if anyone's listening. I mean, I know that people are. I hear, I hear from, I hear from, um, you know, my five my five friends out there to listen it's like hi andra um and hi noni hi barbara so i and i do i should go look i do get comments and i've gotten so lazy because i haven't gotten lazy i've been lazy all along i go through periods of, of profound self-discipline sometimes rarely all right so let's talk about quilts well i just kind of did 
Ah, here comes Travis the quilt dog. He heard the word quilts and he's like, all right, it's just, it's almost as good as T-R-E-A-T-S, but not quite. I have been working on quilts. All right, so I'm working on a poem quilt. It's called Homefront. And uh, I actually finished the back, which is this assemblage. Um, so I, speak, I don't speak French. I don't even know if that's a word, but it is, yes, I put together... Um, all these different pieces so from the, the that were abandoned um, pieces didn't work for the front I, you know I always do some drafting which is such an expensive thing to do when you're a quilter as a writer it's absolutely free to do a rough draft as a quilter it's like wow well I just, that's twenty twenty dollars worth of fabric that I'm not getting back except that the, I use it on the on the back so I do use it and with uh, yeah so anyway so I finished the back and I finished finished the the front. I have the batting. I got black batting. I finally remembered to do that. the The background fabric for the front is a dark green. It's Moda Bella Solid. It's uh, juniper. And um, yeah, so I I have to baste it. I actually got new basting new basting pins. More basting pins um, since I have any number of quilts here at my house. Uh, basted and ready to go or as we say in in uh, this country pre-basted right we're going to start saying pre-basted aren't we now I've let that that cat out of the bag I have put that into the air and now that's what we're going to start talking about well you you know once your quilt has been pre-basted it's like no it's basted it's basted (laughs) but anyway um so yes so that that is ready to be quilted but another project has taken its place and this is kind of a sad thing but I will share it with you a very very dear friend of mine lost her son Um, he was 35 and as we say died suddenly and this was two weeks ago and this is a friend who is a uh, has many many friends and is a dear person and is beloved and um, this is her and this was her beloved firstborn um, a very close family and so anyway I just I, I wanted to do something and I, I came up with the idea of doing a prayer quilt uh, and I reached out to people um, and asked people to reach out to other people asking for prayers or poems or messages my friend is catholic but i said you do not have to be a religious believer to send a prayer or a poem um just you just have to be a person who knows that she will be comforted by this and i you know i I let my friend know i I wasn't you know i almost wasn't going to i thought well somebody might say something to her anyway but also someone suggested that maybe if if she had a, a piece of her son's uh, you know a, a shirt a piece of fabric a, a you know a scrap from a shirt or a pair of jeans or whatever that could be incorporated into the quilt um that might be nice I thought, you know that that would be and um so anyway so I so I emailed my friend and told her um what I was doing and she actually sent a prayer to be put in the quilt so here's what I'm doing I'm asking people they can either just email me uh their prayer or their poem or their message and most people have done prayers or poems um or the uh, and then I will transcribe that prayer onto a piece of muslin 
or else they can trans they can write the prayer or the poem or the message on their own piece of muslin and send it to me and it's interesting because some people want to do it themselves they want to write it out themselves and other people have sent me uh, emails and what my plan is is to actually sew the pieces of muslin onto the batting I think I'm going to get in touch with my dear friend Holly Ann Knight um who is a uh, quilter. Um, although I have another dear friend I just thought of who I might get in touch with, and I want to talk about her some more in a minute, Krista Watson. Um, and Because and, Krista has a new book out, and I don't think I've mentioned that book. So she has a new quilting book out, and it's great because it's all these different quilting designs. And we'll walk inside in a minute, and I'll find it on my very, very messy desk um, so you know what it is. And in fact, I might do a giveaway of that. Oh, that would be fun. We should do some giveaways. Um, I need to get in touch with the, the very nice people at Fat Quarter Shop because they have sponsored giveaways in the past. Anywho, I need to talk to one of my sort of professional quilting friends and ask for tips, you know, because that's, no, that's my idea. I want the prayers to be inside the quilt. Um, I, I, just, I love that idea very much. It's an idea I've had before and have never followed through on. But, um, yeah, so anyway, so I'm almost done with the top, which is, is and I'll, sh I'll put a picture on the show notes, it's improvised blocks, um, it's, it's very, it's very funky and wonky, uh, and, and so what I've done is these improvised pieces, like improvised squares, wonky squares, and then done solid fabric around them to make a block, right? So the, the improvised piece is at the center. Each, each piece is framed by solid fabric. And they're eight and a half inch blocks. Okay, so you know that I'm dumb at math. I'm smart at some things. Like I'm smart at picking good dogs like Travis here. Can you hear the train? That's, that, that, it, I love the train. That's one of my favorite sounds is the train. Um, and as soon as I said, can you hear the train, the train whistles. Oh. Do you hear that? It's such a good sound. And there are more birds again. The wind is blowing. It's quite lovely. May is such a beautiful month. Um, and So anyway, um, yes, so they're eight and a half inch blocks. But for some reason, because I'm bad at math, it took me, I couldn't work it out. Like what size they should be and what, it, I didn't even know really what I wanted the quilt to look like. But I did want to have that improvised element. It just seemed right to me. So what I, so, so for a while I, I, I came across, I was doing 10 and a half inch blocks. No, they weren't blocks. They were 10 and a half by eight and a half inches. Now the idea was that the, that I was joining two blocks together to make a rectangle. Um, so you have these two improvised pieces meeting in the middle. And sometimes they do really interesting things together. Sometimes they don't. But, um, but I, I, and I don't know why I didn't just do eight and a half inch blocks from the beginning because I am stupid, because I can't do anything till I see it and figure out what I'm trying to do, which again, as a quilter is expensive, it works a lot better as a writer, but I finally figured it out. So they're eight and a half inch blocks and the, then they're joined together into rectangles and the, 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 a, and a couple of the rectangles that both each block has is framed in the same color fabric but mostly they're not um so like i have one where one side is a light pink and one side is a darker pink one side is a light blue and one side is a darker blue it has taken me 
a long time to figure out what I am, what I'm doing. But that's, that is my process. That is my process. So now I really like it. And one of the things I've added throughout are eight and a half inch, uh, squares that are, that's a, that I'm calling, um, Holy Ghost windows. So it's a prayer quilt, and my friend is Catholic, and of course now we refer to, refer to the Holy Spirit. But I've always loved Holy Ghost. Um, they just I don't know I, I, I find it a, a really evocative term. But anyway, so there are so far three Holy Ghost windows, and these are just squares of muslin. And I may change them out for something else. I don't know. And I love the idea, but it's still this is still a work in progress. So I may have to take them out. But I love the idea of there being these Holy Ghost windows. It's sort of this idea of, of prayers coming in and, and going out. Um, so the back of the quilt is going to be I'm going um, what, one of my friend's favorite prayers. And the one that she said with her son, taught him when he was a little boy, um, is, is the Julian of Norwich, um, it is well, you know, all, it is well as well, all, shall, all, all, uh, I'm not even saying it, but you know, all manner of things shall be well, um, and it's a beautiful prayer, which I am mangling, except my, my friend, when she said it to her, when she taught it to her son, I think because they're um, American, contemporary Americans, and she wanted it, to, the language to be comfortable to him, she taught him as, uh, it will be well. All, 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 shall, all, all shall be well. Oh, y'all, this is just horrible. Julian of Norwich prayer. You could, you could look it up. But so I'm going to do reverse applique lettering and, and have the pr- that prayer on the back of the quilt. So that is my plan. That has been absorbing me. And to be honest, last week I worked on it all week. It's I'm at an odd place in terms of work. I am I finished um, a novel earlier this year and have been going back and forth with my editor on edits. This is a a, a work of middle grade fiction. It's actually novel and verse. It was a, very fun to work on, although it's on a very serious subject, which is war. But uh, I loved working on it, so perhaps that's a better way to say that. It wasn't a party, but it was a very enjoyable uh, experience to, to go deep into this book. Um, and now I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I need to finish up with the various edits before I move on to something else. And so, and it's, you know what? May is the new December. It, it's probably at this point May is, you know, I remember when my friend Daniil first said that to me. And I was like, there are no truer words have ever been said. But as your children get older, if you have children, they get old. That's really, really true during the, you know, their early school years. Um, there's so much going on in May. There are the band performances and the Little League games and the finishing up stuff, the class party, the this and that, this and that. And that, that calms down a lot when your kids get, I mean, even in middle school. Um, at least for us, you know, there's not as much stuff. Um, but I have two seniors this year. Uh, Jack just graduated from college last Monday, last Tuesday. So he is now a college graduate, which I'm very proud of. And then Will is a high school senior and he is graduating at the end of the month. And so, you know, it just is like, it's just been crazy busy with things. And, and Davidson had, had an on-campus graduation so the man and I went and were there and then 
Will's graduation will also be in in, in reality. <laughs> uh, it, it will be uh, live and in, in, in person, um, not not via Zoom. So, but he's he's finished up baseball and he's doing AP exams, which AP exams have nothing to do with me. But it's sort of like, oh, we're going to do the end of the year baseball get together, and the end of the year, you know, and Sunday is the sports banquet, which is going to, uh, you know. And the man and I are just like, all right. I mean, we're people who look for any excuse not to go out. But at the same time, we're like, we need to be all in. We want Will to feel like he can be all in. And, and, and you know, so, yeah, sports banquet. But so all this, so it's just been this crazy time. So I just finally, last week, I'm going to work on this quilt. I really want to be in, in some way present for my friend and have my friend present in my thoughts and her son, who, I've, who I have known since he was six months old so uh yeah so it's this is it's not an abstract loss this is you know what i've been thinking about is the term family friend so we have been family friends for a long time um i first met my friend in grad school uh she was one of my professors we have stayed friends uh i mean and, and, and typically see each other at least once a year and some years we've seen each other twice um i know all of her children she knows mine i've known all three of uh, two of her children the oldest and youngest since they were babies the middle child since he was two she has held both of my children as babies and and are you know and I feel like she's a part of my family story and I'm a part of her family story um you know so it's a it's a it's a significant loss and a significant blow and I have to tell you I took this class uh, May 1st, it was with Jackie Gehring through my guild, and Jackie Gehring by the way, if you're interested in modern quilting if you're interested in improv quilting, or also machine quilting um, she's a wonderful teacher, I have both of her um, machine quilting classes um, straight line quilting classes I, what does she call them, I don't know but, uh, from Craftsy and they're, they're wonderful, and um, this class she taught on May 1st was also really good. She has such a great teaching style. I, she was a teacher before she became a quilter. And you can just tell she knows how to be in a room. She knows how to be supportive and create this great environment. It was it was wonderful. And I have a great guild, so everyone in the class was great. Um, and so there were definitely people in the class who were outside of their comfort zone, and still they were all in, and I, I loved that. But my, I got the news from my friend, 10 Minutes before the class started she emailed me and, and some of her other close friends to let us know what had happened and I didn't know what to do um and I almost you know and there's part of me was like how can you take this class and another part of me was like well you know I felt kind of bad because there was a waiting list and I had no idea what else I was going to do so I took the class but I was, it was checked out in a lot of ways and I finally had to leave early um, and fortunately, my friend Patty's in the guild. I, I, you know, I had texted her at the beginning of the class and and told her some, something had happened. And then the next day, I, she, she actually has met my friend, so I uh, was more specific with her about what had happened. But I told her that, you know, that something terrible had happened to a close friend, and I was not going to be very present in this class. And then I had to leave, and so I texted her, and... Um, told her yeah and and said I've got to go so she very nicely explained to Jackie later 
why I had left early. And apparently Jackie had noted that I had dropped out of the class. And, and so, and then and Jackie actually offered through Patty to, if I wanted to get in touch. And uh, sh there was a skill that I missed and sh she would be happy to Zoom with me and teach me that skill. And I emailed Jackie later um, and, and ex explained to her what was going on. And sh she was very lovely about it. So it was a weird experience. Um, it was a very strange experience, but I still learned from it. Uh, learned from the class. I mean, the, uh, it, it, and that was another thing that Jackie did really well. She prepared us. She did great handouts and what have you. So anyway, strange times. So anyway, what else to tell you? I feel like I've been talking a long, long time. I don't know if I have or not, but um, yeah, so that, so I am definitely very actively quilting. Right now, as I'm quilting, I am listening to, what is his name? Is it, I want to say it's Frederick Bachman. The, the, he's, I think he's Swiss. Um, you know, he's best known for a man named Ove, I think, or a man called Ove. But this is Anxious People. We're, I'm reading it from my book club. We're meeting for the first time in person on Tuesday. It's the first time in person in over a year, which would be lovely. We're all sick to death of Zoom. Um, and anyway, so I'm listening. It's very funny. It's very funny. I don't listen to a lot of books on, on audio because I, I'm not a good listener. But, um, which is ironic for someone who's doing a podcast, asking you to listen to me. But will I listen to you? I will. If you do a podcast, I will listen to you. And by the way, I hope you are watching the wonderful YouTube show Andra Makes with Andra Walker, who's doing all this incredible sewing. I feel like if anyone could teach me how to sew, it would be Andra. Um, <laughs> I just do. So so check that out. I'll try to remember, put, remember to put a link in the show notes for that. Um, but anyway, Anxious People, I'm enjoying it. It is funny. He's a good writer. He's, you know, I mean, it's, it, I don't know that in one way it's like that he's like a, a, the great literary figure of our time. But as far as writing, you know, good, interesting, engaging fiction, I think he does a, a, a lovely job of that. Uh, what else am I reading, you guys? I, um, I am I'm on a big Linda Berry kick. Do you know Linda Berry? She's a cartoonist, and she started out in the 70s in kind of the world of um, alternative comics. And if you read uh, in the 80s, if, if you picked up your weekly indie paper, um, you would see her comic, which was called Ernie Pook's Comet, Comic. But it was about these characters, uh, Marley, and I can't think of Marley's sister's name, but it was, a, a, and it's, the comics were very much, the stories were, were, there was a lot of her own life in there, um, and they were wonderful and brilliant, she's brilliant, she's a brilliant person, um, and she teaches a lot now, and she teaches uh, about writing and drawing, and so that was uh, the week after, um, my friend's son died. It, it was very comforting to watch. I was watching all these Linda Berry YouTube videos. I have a lot of her books, the book of all, all her comics I have. And, you know, the, the book version, you know, the, the collections. Um, and then, you know, she's got a book on writing, on, on drawing. And she, uh, for, but for Mother's Day, I got her book called Syllabus. And it's her notes from teaching. Um, at the University of Wisconsin, 
Um, and, and they're just wonderful. So I've been reading that and reading her other stuff and watching her uh, lectures. And she kind of, you know, uh, she, she says a lot of the same things over and over. But I, I, I love hearing her talk. She's funny. Um, and she also, you know, she, uh, just what she has to say about creativity and you know about how the way w- that we limit ourselves particularly particularly with drawing but i feel the same is true of writing we're just we convince ourselves we can't draw or we can't write and we don't do it but you know we're, we uh, it, it, she talks uh, i love hearing what she has to say about drawing um yeah particularly just the, the human beings have had this need to draw and create and document creatively our our lives i mean since forever um and you know, and, and it's just this very, very human thing. It's very important to us to do that. Um, so anyway, been reading Linda Berry, particularly lately, her book Syllabus. Um, I am, what else am I reading? I, you know, I'm still unfocused as a reader. I hate to say it. I hate to be so unfocused, but I am. I've been reading various essays uh, and essay collections. There's one um, by a New Yorker writer named Gia. I want to say her name is like Tartino and it's called, um, I'm not gonna be able to tell you. I want to say like Funhouse Mirror, but I don't think that that is right. It is something like that. I will put in the show notes, but it's uh, these essays and they're really, a lot of them are on popular culture. And the first one, no, the first or second essay is called The Eye and Internet. And it, it, it's worth the cost of the collection, although I actually got this out of the library. Um, but the price of admission, the price of the ticket. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fascinating look at social media and how we're shaped and how the audience shapes us. If you participate in social media, um, the audience ends up shaping what you post. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I've been trying to get away from that. But I absolutely get that if you're on instagram and you put up a picture a photograph uh, you know and and it gets 150 likes you're like wow wow the people who follow me really like that and then you put up something else something that you really love but it only gets 50 you're like oh you know people aren't that interested in that maybe i won't post stuff like that and one of my things about uh particularly about instagram is just like to just post what i want and not worry about if people like it or not, or, you know, there's, you always have the people who get you and understand exactly why you posted, why you've, what you've posted. And they, they like it too. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard. Social media will get you, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. The, 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 the things that, the way it shapes our thinking, the way it's like, you know, it, it causes us to, to desire, you know, those little pops of uh, and endorphins when we get liked or loved or what have you. So, um, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm just so sorry that I am not able to, to recall these titles. And I'm just forcing you to go to my show notes. Um, oh, I know what I can do. Hold on. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. I like this book so much that um I checked it out from the library but I wanted to be able to um do some uh kindle quotes is that the right word yeah I know I am worthless I understand that I'm worthless 
but I wanted to be able, you know, it's just as easiest thing. If you have on Kindle, you highlight something and you can copy and paste it. And there was so much I really wanted to share with my writing group girls. Um, it's called no, Trick Mirror. It, um, and it's Gia Tolentino is the author. And yes, and there's so much. I, I work with this, uh, these two young women. We, uh, they were girls when we started way back in the day. Uh, we've actually, uh, I've been working with them since one was in fourth grade and the other was in fifth. And they did creative writing workshops for me. And then by middle school, we had a small writing group. And there were, for, uh, for a time, there were four girls. Now we're down to two. Um, anyway, and so, and this is their, their world you know, and, and we have these very interesting discussions about the internet and social media and, and all of that. So, yes, so that is why I also I have the book, the, the hardback from the library, but then I also have the ebook, so I could um, highlight text and, and send it, uh, the, highlight pieces of the text and then text the text to Ellie and Charlotte. So they could read these very interesting things that Gia Tolentino has to say about the culture that uh, they are a part of. Anyway, so I've been reading that. <laughs> and, you know, I've been looking through old art books and just, yeah, um, and, and watching Parenthood and my so-called life. And <laughs> uh, just, you know. Just doing what I, I have to do. But I, I have a dream that I will get back to serious reading. Um, as things open up, as uh, as my uh, mind settles down after this long year uh, and several months. I am fully vaccinated, by the way, which is one of the reasons I'm out and about. And I did get the, uh, the, the with the second Pfizer, I did get sick. And uh, just, I mean, it wasn't terrible and I, I welcomed it. So, but that is, that is, seems to be a fairly common experience with the women I know, although few have not had felt any effects. So I think that that is it. Is that enough? I, it's probably more than enough. You're saying, yes, Francis, more than enough. I have a life to live. Listen to that. Why is that happening? We don't live in a, in a rough neighborhood, in a drag racing kind of neighborhood, and yet these cars. So I hope you're having a lovely May. Um, as always, I encourage you to, uh, join the Quilt Fiction Club if you're looking for a nice group to be a part of on Facebook. We have, it, it's really, I have to tell you, I just, I love our group and it keeps growing because Facebook keeps recommending it to people. Um, and a lot of people who join up stay, you know, I, I, I watch every once in a while, like once every few months, I'll look at the membership like you know the you can see that the growth and you know people will facebook will recommend it and there are people who come over and go oh i thought we were just going to talk about books and we do talk about books but we talk about all kinds of stuff as well and they're just uh there there are a lot of people who have been really uh regular uh participants for a long time uh you know gosh we're going to this uh, the this November will mark three years. There's some people who, like, they won't be around for a while, and then they pop back in. Um, and then we get new people who uh, enjoy themselves and, and participate. So it's a very funny, very lovely group. And it, uh, it, it is, uh, I think, a, uh, an example of, of the way that social media can be a, a, a really interesting 
place to be. Like where Facebook can be a place to be, but it's you know it's it's a highly controlled environment, which is to say, it's highly controlled by me. But there there are very few problems, very few. It's a really once in a blue moon kind of thing where someone will report something to me. Um, I also always recommend the Quilt Alliance. You know that we we are documenting and preserving quilt stories and quilt. We don't preserve quilts, but we preserve the stories around quilts and um, it's just a neat organization so check us out and I have been involved now for many years and have been the board president oh I don't know I think I'm on my second year of that I can't remember I'm, I'm not the world's great I, I am a great board president and that I show up I'm enthusiastic and when I am needed I serve um, <laughs> but I know nothing oh, hear those birds ma'am um, I know nothing about raising money, which I think I'm supposed to be doing. Anyway, all right. I'm really saying goodbye now. I'm going to go frolic with the birds. I hope um, all is well with you and yours. I hope you have come out of COVID. I hope you've come out on the other side unscathed, healthy in body and in mind and spirit. So um, leave a comment if you want. I'd love to hear from you. And I will put up some pictures and links in the show notes, which are over at offkilterquilt.com. That is, this is a tiny bird. It is so loud. Let me see. Now, of course, I want it to chirp one more time. Come on. There we go. That wasn't as loud. It's really loud. And they get on the porch. They're little sparrows or wrens, and they get on the porch. I'm not even leaving. I just am having such a good time talking to you. I'm leaving. Have a great day. Love you. See you. Bye for now. Quilt Diary day two i can't even remember uh when i began this episode uh if i did quilt diaries or if it was just one day did i record it all in one day and now here i am uh six weeks later i know that i said we're gonna have a june 1st deadline for the krista watson uh book giveaway and now it's july 4th so let's let's push that back a little bit let's, i'm gonna push it back to august 15th just uh not knowing when I will get this posted, but I was inspired to sit down and record um, just because it's like all these amazing sounds. It's summer, which, you know, I don't complain about the weather, nor do I complain about the season, except I really do complain a lot about summer. It's not my favorite, and we are in July, and this is a long month, and it just feels like it goes on forever, and here in central North Carolina, it can get super hot, although I have to say impervious as I am to all weather conditions it's not been that bad um, humidity is a thing and when your humidity is below 50% um, or even 60% things aren't that bad even when it's kind of hot um, it's not been super hot and that may explain the issue with the tomatoes this is not a good tomato year not just for me um, but as far as I can tell, having gone to the farmer's market in the last 24 hours, it's not a great tomato year for anybody. We're seeing a lot of sun golds, and I have, a, I have six sun gold plants, and they are, they, they, uh, the sun golds are starting to ripen. They are like candy. They're the most delicious food on the face of the planet, which is why I have six plants and wish I had more. But I have some, uh, I have five or six uh, big boy, better boy type 
uh, regular sized tomatoes. And they, they're definitely, they have produced fruit. Usually by this time of year, we'd, we'd have some ripe tomatoes on our hands. And uh, we don't. And uh, apparently there's a tomato blight. And it's hard, you know, I can see there are yellowing leaves on the bottoms of my plants the ones that are in the garden, as opposed to my sun golds, which are in uh, containers. They're in the yard, but not planted in a garden bed. Um, and the, the, the sun golds in the containers do not have any yellow leaves. And the, uh, I have one sun gold that is in, the, in a garden bed, in the tomato bed, and it does. So it may be there's something bacterial going on there. Um, but any, in any event, I'm, I'm seeing some yellowing, and that may be, there may be a tomato blight. I, I, which is just heartbreaking to me because I, I live for tomatoes, tomatoes and basil in summer. That is what gets me through the month of July. Um, in quilting news, I have finished a quilt. Um, no, that's a lie. I am binding, fin- uh, uh, hand stitching the, actually it's not uh, binding, it's facing on the quilt that I am making for my friend whose son died uh, in early May, actually May 1st. And uh, I I can't remember where I was in the process. You'd think I'd listen to myself, but as much as I talk, yeah, my interest in listening to what I have to say is fairly minimal. But uh, I did, so uh, I did write out all the prayers and poems and messages that people sent for me to write out. Some people hand wrote their own messages and uh, on muslin, and they are all in the uh, batting. I, what I ended up doing was um, most of them I wrote out on just a big piece of muslin. Uh, I, I, now I'm going to change that so three stri- wide strips of muslin, and then then put, just put them on the batting. Um, you know, and the great thing about, about batting is it kind of holds stuff to it. I actually, no, no, you know what? I take that back. I glued them. I used Elmer's glue. I used a glue stick, um, to hold them in place. So I sort of basted them to the batting using glue stick and did, did the same with the, the pieces that people sent me. Um, and then I just quilted it all up. I did spirals, which is my go-to quilting. Um, I'm sitting on the porch steps on the uh, deck steps. Actually, we have a screen porch and a, a fairly small deck that really needs the the wood. It was never treated in any way, so it's all kind of, uh, yeah, uh, need, in need of replacement at this point. But um, I was sitting in direct sun with Travis the quilt dog right by me because he is my loyal and true companion. But, um, yeah, I'm moving inside because the direct sun was making me hot. Not, I am impervious to heat and cold, and yet sometimes a girl likes to sit in the shade. So, uh, yes, so I spiral quilted it, and it, I, I, it looks good, and I had the same quilting experience I always have, which it's so, my quilting is so imperfect, and the only way to combat that is actually to go online and look at pictures of uh, other people's uh, quilts and realize that most, most quilting that is not professionally done on a long arm is imperfect and that's okay in fact perfectionism is not one of my goals so um i think since last we spoke i'm not sure when last we spoke but i have been through college graduation high school graduation will is doing a summer program at clemson he uh before that he went to seattle for a week so basically will has flown the nest um (laughs) will is gone (laughs) 
<laughs> he'll come back for 10 days in August and then we'll return to Clemson to officially begin his freshman year of college. And, um, and, and Jack is home and he's, he's working at a restaurant and that is what he wants to do for a while is restaurant work as he thinks about his, his next steps. And um, I don't, he may move to Charlotte, he may stay here a little longer and that's fine as long as he is working and uh, doing his own dishes and uh, you know, and his laundry. I, I'm, I'm happy to have him while he figures out the next step. I am, so I've got, I've told you, my, my garden right now is, it's tomatoes and blueberries. We have, I don't know how many mature blueberry bushes. I think at this point it's like 12. So we're, and we're getting a lot of blueberries. I don't put netting on them because we have had birds die in the netting, get trapped and not been able to get out. And it's not worth it to me. I love birds. And I'm happy to share my blueberries with the birds. I'm not happy to share them with the squirrels. I'm not sure what there's to be done. Fortunately, our, our bushes, they are mature. They're really productive. And right now I'm just going out and picking, you know, a cup and a cup, a cup and a half a day. You understand when you grow blueberries and pick them why they're so expensive. It is labor-intensive work. It's the, blue, the berries don't all come, um, don't, don't all ripen at the same time. And so that keeps you from just being able to go and harvest your crop. So anyway, we have two months of summer left. And my goal for this summer is to finish things. Um, I'm, I'm about an hour away from finishing uh, the prayer quilt for my friend. I have my home front quilt is basted and ready to be quilted. And I'm going to mostly machine quilt that. Um, I may do some hand quilting as well. Um, I was talking with my friend Patty. We had tea together for the first time in like a year and a half. Um, I think last week. Time is just not my friend anymore, and that I don't. I, it doesn't exist for me. That that it's which is actually kind of nice. I feel like I am, in fact, in the eternal moment. Um, and when I try to think about months or weeks, it, they just all vanish. It's all just now. I'm living in the ever-present now, um, and in the ever-present now, about two weeks ago now, I had tea with uh, my friend Patty from my guild and from my life, and um, and we were talking. I was I was talking about that how, how much I enjoy hand quilting, um, and at the same time, um, you know, it can take a long time to finish a hand quilt, hand quilted quilt, and you know, and she's like, well, you can do both. You can hand, do hand quilt some parts and machine quilt others, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And so I may do that with home front. Um, and then I've got some charity quilts I'd, I need to quilt. I really need to get my machine in to get, uh, just you know, get its uh, what should be its annual maintenance. Uh, routine its annual maintenance check but it's been a couple years so it may be that after I finish uh, home front that I will send my machine in for maintenance and just work on hand quilting stuff we'll, we'll see um, I have a second machine uh, it's it's a kind of a, a mid-range brother I loaned it to a friend and she returned it but now I can't find the pedal, and I don't know if she returned the pedal. And this is a friend of mine who I adore. She's very nice. She's not really a quilty friend. She's a neighbor lady friend. Um, and I have learned now, through two experiences, not to loan her things. Um, I loaned her a, 
a heater, a space heater. This was many years ago for, to, for um, her, her brother and his partner. I can't remember why they needed a space heater, but they did, and so I loaned it to, to, to my friend to loan to her um, brother, and several other people loaned theirs. And then um, when she said, okay, I've got your space heater back, uh, I went to collect it, and it wasn't mine. And mine was a really nice one. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Someone else might have, must have taken that. And I was just really like, I, I really want mine back. And if you could look into that and find mine, I would really appreciate it. And that never happened. And she's just kind of airheaded that way. She's a lovely person. Um, and so I loaned her a sewing machine. And I, 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 But maybe sh- she did return the pedal, and I've just lost it. Um, and or it's up in the attic, and it's I just need to dig it out. I don't know, but uh, so I, I while I have a second machine, it is not a fully functional machine. So when I send my Bernina in to be maintenanced, I'm kind of out of luck unless I've got handwork to do. But I do want to finish things before I start new projects. My next new project, I think, will be uh, a quilt for for Will, a Clemson quilt which he will like. And in fact, speaking of my friend Patty, she does my quilt math for me. And so that is on my docket of quilty things to do is send her the pattern. Um, It's going to be a a hens and chicks, so a traditional quilt pattern. He liked that. We were looking at patterns together, and I shared some modern patterns with him and traditional, and he liked the hens and chicks pattern. So I need to send that to um, Patty with the measurements and get her to do all my quilt math for me. So it's nice having friends who can do math. I wish that I could. So I hope that you're having a good summer. I hope you're getting out and about. I am still pretty much wearing a mask, not outside. And, you know, I haven't worn a mask at all outside, like when I've been on walks, except when the man and I have gone over to Hillsborough and walked on the walking trails. And Hillsborough had an ordinance through through COVID that you you had to wear a mask out and about. Um, My guess is that is not still in place. but yeah, uh, but now it's like I went to the farmer's market yesterday, and the first time I went to the farmer's market and saw that other people weren't wearing masks, I didn't wear one. And then yesterday I was like, you know, I don't, why not? It's, 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 it, we're not completely out of trouble yet. It can't hurt. It's just mostly inconvenient. Um, and, and there are places that still ask you to wear a mask um, inside, um, shop, uh, the the Durham Co-op does, uh, but the Harris Teeter Grocery Store, where I do most of my grocery store shopping, doesn't. But I still wear my mask. So, um, yeah. But but otherwise, I'm out and about a lot more. Can you hear my neighbors home with their baby? They're very sweet little one year old who seems to be crying. Anyway, um, yeah. But uh, but I I am enjoying uh, freedom of movement. I'm enjoying. Uh, just taking field trips, which I need to do in summer, uh, in the afternoon. So I just need to get out and about. And that, that helps with my mood quite a bit. It helps me feel less trapped. I have talked about this house for a long time. It's a great house, but it is dark. And in summer, the air conditioning runs and then we've got the white noise and blah, blah, blah. I've discussed it ad nauseum and I've discovered the trick. Just get out of the house, go to the library. I'm enjoying that very much. And now my favorite local craft shop, Freeman's Creative, is open several days a week to the public. They have been doing great curbside pickup during the whole pandemic, but now uh, they have appointments. You can make an appointment to go in, 
but uh, over the uh, during the weekend um, you can go in anytime although I think they have a limit of five people in the shop at once so that's been quite a pleasure all right I'm going to end this and maybe even post it you never know fingers crossed and uh, I hope again find you well Hope to find you doing some quilting, some good reading. I'm reading a wonderful book right now called Home, which is about a woman. Her name is Liz Hawk, H-A-U-C-K, I think, um, and her experience doing uh, cooking in a group foster home. Um, that it, 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 it's, it's lovely, and I highly recommend it. I'm a little over halfway through and feel very good about this book. It's nonfiction. So, um, yeah, okay. That's it for now. Uh, Remember, uh, what's my motto? It's um, life is short. Quilt first, right? Is that it? Someone tell me. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Off-Kilter Quilt. Come visit me online at offkilterquilt.com. Until next time, this is Francis. Remember, life is short. Quilt first. <laughs>